Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Herb Hamm. Our program today focuses on ways to safeguard your assets, especially for the retirement phases of life. We begin with trust and estate planning specialist, Sherry McMillan, highlighting some of the key recession-proofing opportunities available to families. Sherry is in conversation with Peter Watts of News Talk 770. We have tools and we have abilities to make sure our estates are protected, but we need to make sure we're building a comprehensive plan and surrounding the assets that we've crafted. And it doesn't matter what kind we have. Many of us have different kinds of assets. None of us create our estates in the equal way. So some of us have real estate, some of us have business. Many of us, fortunately, today have cottage, cottage in the U.S. too. And so we have to craft around those particular assets in a very safe manner. But We have this privilege in Canada called trust law in estate planning, and it's a measure in which that we can safeguard the assets we've crafted and created, and we can even do it in things that you wouldn't suspect, such as the stock market. Uh, Now, that's interesting. I mean, you and I have talked many times about trust. You have taught me a lot on, on that subject. But a stock is still a stock, whether it's in your own account, whether it's in a trust, uh, whether it's in some other protected area. And that stock price, as we've all seen in recent times, is going to fluctuate with the state of the markets. So how do you guard against having a, a particular stock that's at X and goes up or down with the market? How do you protect yourself in terms of um, what happens, obviously, when that stock goes down in value? Regardless of where it's held. That's right. So 99% of us, I would suggest to you, Peter, have always designed our estates in this particular manner. We own it with our spouse and we own it in our personal name. And then what we do is we'll often use a will to transfer that asset base to one another. Now, when we do this, we are actually holding our estates in what we call the Bank Act of Canada. And the Bank Act of Canada puts all the responsibility of every investment we might select on the shoulders of us as the consumer. So as you know, if I own a particular stock with whatever institution here in Canada, um, because I fall within the Bank Act rules and regulations, then that stock volatility is actually mine. I own it. Even if I have the very best investment council in the world, the fact is, if that particular stock portfolio crashes, so do I, and it impacts my lifestyle in retirement. Now, this is the old traditional system that we've had for, as you know, a couple hundred years in Canada since we began the country. And originally, this particular legislation was crafted for people coming into Canada that were crafting farms. So they would come into Canada, they would buy land, and if they were um, fortunate enough, a bank might lend them to buy that land with the $5 that they would require to do so. And then if they were really fortunate and had a good crop, then they would take that money and put it back at the bank, maybe in a GIC, to care for um, the next year's crop costs. So this was how the bank laws were originally established. Of course, the bank is smart. And so in law, what they would say is any asset you hold within the bank system will be accessible to creditors through your entire life because they need to be able to collect if you default. And secondarily, in the year of your passing, the creditors must be paid first before any alternative beneficiaries. So you know how in a will, we'll often read about you know the third page in, 
gather all my assets, pay all my creditors, and then you can distribute my assets to my family. The problem with this is in modern times, the word creditor is far more expansive than it once was. It means not just bank law anymore. It actually means any creditor. Let's say your roofer falls off your house and takes a claim at you. Is your RSP exposed? It actually is, Peter. And so this is the bizarre part for most of us. About 99% of us are using this system because I call it we haven't graduated into the trust system yet that we can utilize. So it's a very historical system, um, and I think it has a purpose in our community, don't get me wrong, but I think once we've crafted an estate and we have wealth to protect, then we need to look at the alternative system, and I'd love to explain that one as well. Originally, when trust law and insurance laws were crafted in Canada, they were crafted around women who had no legal rights. Um, as you know, we weren't citizens when our country began. And so what would happen is our spouses, if they were that farm family, they would appoint an, in, an institution, basically, to care for myself as the widow and the children, the orphans. And so they would use trust law and insurance law to protect the family unit. And as non-legal citizens of Canada at the time, what would happen is then an institution would supervise and care for us. So there were a couple protections that got in, into play in law because it was protecting, the intent was to protect widows and orphans. And so trust law in Canada and insurance law says that any asset you hold through your lifetime that is for the benefit of another through trust will be protected and safeguarded from all creditors through your entire exhaustive lifestyle and in the year of passing. You don't have to probate it and go through the court system. Your family can actually be the direct benefactor of those particular assets. So this is a very interesting arena. And what ended up happening, and this is not a big shocker to us in the community, um, is the banks commenced purchasing. And we all saw this through the 80s and 90s. They started to purchase trust and insurance companies. And the reason the banks wanted to purchase trust industry was to make sure that they could protect their clients the way the trust industry could. And so right now, just to give you an example in Canada, in bank law, if I'm an investor, I have 55 and you can imagine how difficult that would be to weave your way through 5,500 options uh, as a consumer to select from. In trust law, I actually only have 2,500. Now, that may sound peculiar. I only have half as many. But the rationale is this. In trust law, what they've done is they've done an actuarial calculation like any insurance would. And they look at a portfolio and determine if it's actually been profitable over the last decade. And if it has not been profitable over the last decade, they will not insure it. And personally, I don't know about you, Peter, but if something isn't profitable over a decade, I probably don't want to buy it. So what has happened in the trust industry is there is a complete brand new investment industry available to us in Canada. And what has happened is we can actually buy portfolios today in modern times and not take on that responsibility of that market volatility the way we would otherwise in bank law. So you insure... You ensure that you won't lose. That's right. So what we do is a very unique um, 
approach to estates. First of all, all the wealth that you deposit within trust law, not bank law, will be 100% guaranteed at the outset. So we don't have the market risk the way we would typically have. And the reason is, is they've done actuarial calculations on it. This isn't random that they've selected these particular portfolios. The second thing that happens is as your life progresses through the decades, we're going to experience 25% of the time a contraction in the market, but 75% of the time we're going to have an expansion in the market. And what we do is we go back and negotiate with the trust industry and we say, look, at this client has started, let's say, I'm just picking an example, with a wonderful uh, Royal Bank portfolio. It has began at a million dollars and that was the frozen value when we started. But now we've made an additional $100,000 profit. What we do is we go back to the trust industry and have them reinsure that additional 100000 as part of the core capital. And now, plain devil's advocate, if that portfolio were to crash down to 900000 even though it's got to its highest point at $1.1 million, that family's estate will always get $1.1 million or the better of what the market has positioned. So it's a very, very safe way to build our lifestyle. And when we're thinking of decades ahead, we have to bank on the fact that we're going to go through cycles. And I hope that they're not all recessions, Peter, of course. But whether they're a recession or just simply a retraction, this is fundamentally important to make sure our lifestyle is being protected as we go through time. So what you've done is talk about the the significance of trusts and and the importance again for wealthy families in particular of of having their assets in a trust so that you can purchase insurance and and hold the value regardless of what happens in the marketplace. Exactly. And you'll be very shocked to know that as this industry has progressed the last couple of decades, first of all, we can actually have people's portfolios guaranteed until they're 100 years old. So the industry has been making progression, which is absolutely wonderful that we're aging and that we're going to be living until 100 today. And so we need to not just protect our estate when we're 60, but we need to be protecting it when we're 80 and 90 and up to 100 today. What would shock me is if your client base isn't lined up at the door and new clients are coming in as well and saying, I want to learn more about trusts and I want to get my assets into a trust so that I have this kind of protection. In fact, when we experience market downturns, Peter, we're the busiest of all. Um, this summer has been mad and this past winter for us. Um, and the reason being is families, when when cycles are good, when we're in the 75% of the time, we can neglect this area of concern. And we go, well, you know, later I'll deal with it. But when we actually get a retraction, people want to make sure they're giving that safeguard to their estate. But the really interesting thing to me um, is I've been in practice for two decades now, and it brings to light something and that is, I've been through a few of these terrible cycles that we've all experienced. But the families that had designed their estates inside trust law, not inside the bank law systems, um, what has happened to them is when these downturns occur is they don't have any emotional reaction or panic because their asset base is safeguarded. And so it's very interesting because we don't get calls. We don't get people in upset or, oh, no, what's going to happen to my retirement lifestyle because nothing is going to happen to your retirement lifestyle because we've been freezing the profitability of your asset base through the course of the good points. And thankfully, it is 75% good, and you can solidify and protect that asset base through those cycles. And when you do that, you know you're going to have plenty for the balance of your life. And when we, in the 50s, elected that 65 was the age uh, through creating the OAS, and then everybody just got on board with that sort of random retirement age for whatever reason, uh, we also didn't have the longevity we have today.
And so one of the really interesting studies show that right now in Canada, there are 4,600 people who are 100 years old. Now, if you think about that, that could be 35 plus years in your retirement shift of life. That's a very long time. And people often think of it as, you know, a short window because that's what we saw with our parent group. They had five or 10 years in retirement and then passed on. That's not happening today. People literally have decades, decades ahead of them. That's the wonderful part. Um, the challenging part, of course, though, Peter, is will you have enough? And one of the concerns of all families, no matter what their net worth may be, is I don't know what costs will be in my elder years, what kind of health care I might require. And we all know, I mean, it's not a secret, that there will be burdens upon the health care system in the years to come because there's going to be more people over 65 than under 65. So we don't even understand, I don't think, how that will impact us yet in the Absolutely. community. I think that's something that's sort of a mystery out there. So one of the things I always share with families is when we're designing the retirement and lifestyle for you, that we actually do determine that it will take you out till age 100. And that's the beginning parameter of the setup of it, because we need to make sure you have enough to carry you through if you are living into those latter years. And thankfully, if you live into those latter years, you're often in good health. That's what the studies are showing today. Protecting your investments for retirement will be a key theme at the upcoming Macmillan Estate Planning Life and Legacy Seminar coming up Wednesday evening, September 23rd. Please register online at macmillanestate.com. When we come back after this short break, more timely insights on the protecting power of trusts. This is The Strong Room. <music> 